Good Saturday morning to everybody and welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. Glad to have you with us this morning. Rob, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great. It's great to see you. How's everything been? Very good. Yeah, how's business? It's been really active. <laughs> lots of calls and emails. Lots of people looking to do things with their mortgages nowadays. That's great. That's great. So you had a busy week. Yeah, one of the busiest of definitely of the year and really, I'd say the last several months. I, I'm going to ask you, it's kind of a silly question. Um, is there a time of year that is busier than others? Like I talked to an accountant, you know, this is you know, accountant from January to April 15th for, you know, the average citizen. And then if you're a business owner, you're year round, you file quarterly and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But this is, you You try to get an accountant right now out to dinner and they're like, I'll check up with me in May. Mm-hmm. In your line of work, is there a season and or is there a time of year in which it's busier than others? So normally when there's not a pandemic going on and a housing <laughs> shortage, uh, I would say that from around end of March, early April through the fall is the active time for home okay. buying, really in New England because of the weather getting better. Sure. People don't really like going out and battling snow and ice when they're looking at homes. Now, this year has been different because of the pandemic and the housing shortage. It's just been crazy nonstop. But in a normal economy, in a normal environment, that's the time for home buying to be hottest is in those warmer months. As far as refinancing goes, that's really more based on personal need. I mean, 12 months out of the year are busy with refinancing. I would say I see an uptick in people doing home improvement projects and that sort of thing with their mortgages around that summertime or end of summer Mm -hmm. because they realize, gosh, we need this or that in the house when they're doing a lot more outdoors and just doing a lot more in their property and they realize that they may need something. But refinancing is really year round. It's just the home purchasing that picks up in those nicer times. Let's talk a little bit uh, this morning um, about, you know, let's look mortgage acceleration, which I would imagine, myself included, by the way, um, I, I really wasn't familiar, not familiar with. Maybe you feel the same way listening to this. Uh, you just take the two words. You know what mortgage means. You know what acceleration means. I guess it's speeding up the process. Paying of off your, your home mor- early your mortgage. Yeah. is the layman term, is paying off your house quicker. Well, what are the reasons? What are the reasons why someone would not want to pay off their mortgage? I would think that's that's your goal, right? That's everyone's goal. I think it was passed (laughs) down, uh, like we've talked about in previous shows. You know, the Great Depression mentality that was passed down to many of us from parents and grandparents is that a mortgage is bad and we want to get rid of it as quickly as possible. Whatever it takes to pay that thing off, because if you have a mortgage, you might be uh, you, you might have risk there. There's a riskiness of having a mortgage. The sooner you can pay it off, the more financially free you'll be. But that's incorrect now. This is 2021. Mortgages have changed. Personal finance has changed. The economy's changed. The old adages from the 1900s don't apply anymore, and we need to put those aside. So I think the question you ask is really timely because it's, why shouldn't you pay off your mortgage? Because everyone thinks you should. But I think in, in the next couple minutes here of talking and the different questions we'll be covering the majority will realize you shouldn't pay off your mortgage. So the reasons why you should not is number one is financial planning. If you have an an investment that has been paying you six, seven, eight percent a year, 
could be in the stock market, could be somewhere else. But if you have an investment that's giving you that type of return, mm -hmm. why would you pay off a mortgage at three or four or five percent? Well, no, we, you, yeah, no, we, you, you yeah, wouldn't want, you wouldn't to, want right? to do that. No, you can only spend a dollar once. If you put a dollar into your mortgage, you're getting a return. That's the mortgage interest rate. So if you have a mortgage at four percent and you put a dollar extra, you're getting a four percent return. Why would you put a dollar extra on a 4% return when you could put a dollar extra in a stock portfolio getting you 7 or 8 or 9% or 20 plus percent in several, you know, some years? When we start approaching it from that standpoint, people realize maybe paying off my mortgage isn't the best thing. And to take it a step further, if you are not maxing out your retirement fund, 401k, IRA, any retirement, if you are not contributing the absolute maximum that you can every single year, you should not be paying off your mortgage because, again, that's money that's working for you. That's money that's compounding. There's almost no scenario where making or paying extra on a mortgage to pay it off sooner makes more sense than overfunding a uh, retirement portfolio or a stock portfolio. So that's the other thing. And the last thing would be other cash flow needs. I see people all the time that have large amounts of personal loans, student loans, credit card debt, mm -hmm. yet they want to pay their house off. Well, let's step back and take that same approach of interest rate to that protocol, which is why would you pay off your mortgage at three, four, five percent if you've got credit card debt at 18 percent yeah. or 10 percent or 12 percent? Why would you pay off your mortgage early if you've got a personal loan at nine percent? Once we start looking at it that way, people realize maybe the mortgage isn't the best thing to pay off soon. Let's concentrate on paying off other things sooner and let's concentrate on building wealth then we can start talking about paying off the mortgage once those needs are met. Actually, now that, now that you put it that way, it makes perfect sense. For, for those, though, who, who want to pay off their home early, let's just indulge me here mm -hmm. for a moment, Rob. For those, for those individuals who want to pay, who do want to pay off their home early, what are the most common methods to be used? Definitely. So the number one method I would say people use right now to pay off their home early is just sending extra money on top of their normal mortgage payment. So if your mortgage payment is $1,500 a month, mm -hmm. maybe you send $1,600 a month and that extra $100 goes to pay off your mortgage quicker. You could do that in any denomination. I have people sending an extra $20 a month. I have others sending an extra $1,000 a month. So spending or paying extra money on your principal is the quickest and easiest way to accelerate the pay down of your mortgage. The second thing would be, and putting that idea on steroids, would be actually refinancing your mortgage to shorten the term of the loan. Maybe you had a 30-year mortgage, you've been paying on it for five years, you have 25 years left, maybe now with interest rates being so favorable, home equity going up, maybe now it makes sense to go and let's take you from 25 years down to 20 years left on your mortgage, shave off five years, or let's take you down to a 15-year mortgage. The shortest term mortgage that I uh, will typically do is a 10-year mortgage. You can obviously pay extra, sure. but contractually, a 10-year mortgage can be a wise move if you want to pay your house off early. Uh, so 10 and 15 year are really common for people that want to refinance because they offer such favorable interest rates. Those are going to be, you know, much lower rates in many cases than a 30 year mortgage or even a 20 year. And then the last idea I want to touch on here, people that want to pay their home off early is going to be doing a biweekly payment. So that's where you have the mortgage coming out every two weeks from your bank account or paycheck 
versus once a month. And what that does is it, it makes it so that you're making one extra mortgage payment per year. No, that per, may not sound significant. No, one extra mortgage payment per year. Because if you actually look at a biweekly schedule over the entire year, you end up making one extra mortgage payment. So if your mortgage payment's $2,000 a month, that's one extra $2,000 payment over the course of an entire year. And that may not sound significant, but over a period of time, you could pay off a 30-year mortgage, depending on what the rate is on that 30-year mortgage, you would pay it off in about 23 to 24 years just by switching to a biweekly payment. And if you don't want to switch to a biweekly payment because you only get paid once a month or you get paid in a different way where that doesn't make sense, you can accomplish the exact same thing by taking your mortgage payment on a calculator, divide the mortgage payment by 12. Whatever the calculator spits out, add that amount to your mortgage every month. You'll accomplish the exact same thing as a biweekly mortgage just by adding that extra. Typically, it's a few hundred dollars, if that, per month onto your regular mortgage payment. Just write it extra onto the check or put in the area on your payment coupon where it says additional principal. Put in that extra amount, and that's going to accomplish the exact same thing as a biweekly mortgage payment. Really common strategy. I, can you add more to your, your like if, if you're, uh, use your example, you got $2,000 a month for your mortgage. Are you allowed to make write a check every month for twenty four hundred? Absolutely, twenty five hundred. Yes. So before the housing crisis, many homeowners in Connecticut had a prepayment penalty on their loan. It was very common in the early two thousands that you couldn't pay extra on your mortgage more than a certain threshold, or you would be penalized many thousands of dollars. That law was it was completely outlawed. Most states and Connecticut hmm. was one of them that outlawed prepayment penalties on the majority of mortgages. So now if you've taken a mortgage really any time in the last 10 or 12 years, you will not have a prepayment penalty on your mortgage. You can look at your mortgage paperwork or if it's a recent uh, closing, you can look at your closing disclosure that will show right there whether there's any prepayment penalty or not on your loan. And like I said, in almost all cases, there is no penalty. You can send as much money as you want extra on top of your regular mortgage payment, and you will not be penalized. But remember, when you send that money in, it's a one-way street. It only goes in. You can't call them the next month and say, hey, my hot water heater broke. I need that extra thousand back. That's why you want to be really careful. If you're going to send extra money to your mortgage, make sure it's money that you don't need because there's only two ways to get it back, selling your house or getting a mortgage against it. Ooh. How about unconventional ways? There's got to be, like, I, I like to say this all the time. Try to think outside the box. Mm -hmm. Be unique. Be a little bit different as far as your strategies. So can you talk about maybe a few unconventional or outside-the-box strategies to pay off um, a mortgage early? There's two strategies that I'm thinking of here for this. Oh, good. Number one, and this is going to sound crazy, but it's actually one of the most effective strategies that high net worth good. individuals have been using for decades. And it involves a home equity line of credit. So it either would be refinancing your first mortgage into a home equity line of credit. Again, I know that sounds crazy. Hmm. Or it involves taking a second loan or a secondary home equity line of credit in addition to your first mortgage. Why would you do that? Because you can use that home equity line of credit as a cash flow tool to actually pay down your mortgage principal. We don't have enough time on this show to get into all the details. I do talk about that in an entire chapter of my book, 
But for those that are interested, the concept is known as velocity banking. Mm -hmm. You can look up that a money merge account or an all in one mortgage. Actually, this is the most common mortgage in Australia and New Zealand is something called an all in one mortgage, which just it's not a 30 year fixed or a 20 year fixed or a 15 year fixed. It's actually an adjustable mortgage. It, It replaces a mortgage with a home equity line of credit. And the concept is it only works for people that have positive cash flow. So if you're in the negative every month, this will not work. Like I said, high net worth, high income individuals have been using this for decades. And it involves putting all of the money that you get on a monthly basis into that line of credit, literally every dime. If you make $5,000 a month at your job, you put the entire 5,000 on the line of credit. Then from there, as bills are due, you take money out of the line of credit because a line of credit goes both ways, unlike a fixed rate mortgage. It's open end, not closed end. So when your bills come due, you have a credit card due for $1,500. You simply take the money out of the home equity line of credit and transfer it over to the credit card. The idea is that on a home equity line of credit, the interest is calculated on a daily basis, on an average daily balance. So by having that money sitting in that account, Mm -hmm. just like a checking account that's earning interest, it's earning you an effective interest rate equal to that line of credit rate. So it allows you to pay that down that much quicker. So the interest rate isn't higher on the line of credit than it would be for uh, the, an actual conventional it mortgage. Sometimes it is. Yeah. Sometimes it isn't. Right now, obviously, the rates are very favorable. No, but are. years from now, a home equity line and years ago, they were actually higher. The home equity line of credit strategy, the all-in-one mortgage, the velocity banking strategy, it's really not focused on the interest rate. This will work even if your line of credit interest rate is 8 or 10%. to implement it so we can dedicate a future show to it but if you're interested that is what it's called and like i said very common it's actually the norm in australia and new zealand this is what everyone gets here just like there just like the 30-year fix is what they get here the second unconventional method that i know we touched on previous shows about is a debt consolidation refinance where you use the money that you're saving to apply to the principal on the mortgage. And that's the part most people tune out or they just hear debt consolidation refinance. They don't take the extra step to say, okay, I'm saving $800 a month Mm -hmm. by consolidating my debt into my mortgage. Great, that improves my cash flow. But now let's take the next step. What if you took the $800 a month you're saving Mm -hmm. or a portion of that? Maybe it's $500 a month. Maybe it's $300 a month. What if we took that savings that was going to interest on other debt and we now apply that to principal on the mortgage? Now you're talking about paying off a 30-year mortgage in many cases, eight to 10 years, without even changing your budget because we took the money that was going to the banks, credit card companies, personal loans. We're recapturing that. And now, sure, you could put it in your back pocket. But if you want to pay off your house early, let's redirect that and put it on the principal. Imagine how quick you could pay your mortgage off if you were putting an extra $300, $500, $1,000 a month on the principal. This is how people are paying their home off in one half to one third the time without even changing their budget. And it automatically goes to principal when you when you pay above and beyond what your what your payment is due. In most cases, yes, some servicers of mortgages, 
get sneaky and they'll put the money in escrow, the escrow account, or they'll put it in what's called a suspense balance. So if this is something that you're thinking about doing, paying extra on your mortgage, whether it's through a debt consolidation refinance or just spending an extra hundred bucks a month on the mortgage you have right now, make sure that you indicate either mm. on the check, on the payment coupon, on the online payment uh, mm -hmm. program that you're using, there'll be a, a little line item for additional principal. Break that out, put that extra amount where it says additional principal, then it will go to the right place, guaranteed. Ah, I'm glad I asked that question. You know, you know what? Listening to that though, it's fascinating how much money is is in interest. Yeah, I mean, these banks are are making some coin here on interest. Mortgages are some of the most profitable banking products available. That's why it's so competitive. Yeah. And mortgages also fixed rate closed end mortgages, like we were talking about, are amortized loan. So most of the interest is in the first years. Uh, folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. We're talking about mortgage acceleration uh, this morning. What do you think is the biggest mistake that people make when, when considering to pay off or, I don't know, pay down their mortgage? I think what we mentioned at the top of the show of people actually trying to pay their mortgage off early and prioritizing paying their mortgage off early instead of other debt. And I have people call me all the time that want a 10-year mortgage. Mm. And they say, Rob, I want a 15-year mortgage. I want a short-term mortgage. I want to pay this thing off. And then I review their credit. They've got auto loans. They got personal loans. They've got student loans. They've got credit cards. Yet they want to pay their house off early. And when we drill down on it and say, how much interest are you paying on your credit card debt? How much interest are you paying on your personal loans, auto loans? Almost every time without exception, the mortgage is at a lower rate than these other loans. So again, just stepping back, looking at a financial planning perspective on this, it makes no sense. You're investing money. Why would you invest your money at a lower rate when you have a higher rate guaranteed somewhere else? <laughs> again, this is guaranteed. When you pay a credit card off at 18%, you are guaranteed an 18% return on your money. When you pay off a mortgage at 4%, you're guaranteeing yourself a 4% return on your money. Why would you get a guaranteed four when you can get a guaranteed double digit somewhere people else? People don't know this. They don't. And that's why this is so important. And that's the big mistake that everyone's making. So if you have no debt, if you're maxing out your retirement, if your cash flow is positive and you have no other financial needs, now let's look at paying off your mortgage early. If you don't meet those criteria, then let's concentrate on paying off all your other debt and funding your future retirement, creating wealth. Let's concentrate on that. Then once that's set, we can step back again and start looking at paying off the house. See, I think there's a lot of people, Rob, who aren't even aware that they can use their mortgage, the lower interest rate you know, on a mortgage, to pay mm -hmm. off something that's not house or home or mortgage related credit higher interest credit mm -hmm. cards you know that those some of those student loans they just think well a student loan is going to take care of the student loan but you're saying that that's not necessarily true you might as well go and cons consolidate them right you can add them into this you line you can of, you can as we discussed on that strategy you yeah. can consolidate everyone's criteria is different assuming sure. you have the equity the credit right, right. etc you can many times use a debt consolidation refinance to get rid of that debt and then redirect it like we said. But even if you aren't going to do that and you just want to send an extra hundred a month or a couple hundred a month, hey. it's not harmless because that extra hundred a month, what if you put that on your credit card that's at 12%? What if you put that on the personal loan? What if you put that on your auto loan that's at 7%? 
there's all these better places that you should be putting extra money than on your mortgage. We'll handle the mortgage when it makes sense, but don't for a second think it's gonna put you ahead financially by paying your house off when you've got other higher interest debt, yeah. period. No, that's very well stated. So then I'm gonna ask you the opposite question. What is the big mistake that people make after they have their home paid for? So something that I've seen with a lot of people, especially many seniors that did accomplish a goal of paying their home off mm -hmm. is, they're house rich and cash poor, yeah. and they have all this equity in their home. They have no mortgage payment, yet they're still cash poor. They still have minimal income or their expenses exceed their income or they're tight on a monthly basis, whether that's because of property taxes, insurance, lifestyle changes, different improvements they want to make, other debt like we're talking about. Just because you have no mortgage doesn't mean you're financially free. That's a big misconception. You want to make sure that you have all the other stuff handled so that when you pay the mortgage off, you're in a good financial spot. But what happens for many is they pay the house off and then lifestyle comes yeah, in and yeah. they start actually, you know, accumulating other debt. So that big mistake is handled by getting liquidity. How do you get liquidity out of your home's equity? Well, we talked on last week's show about a reverse mortgage, just to have the availability of a line of credit. If you're not 62 or older and you can't get a reverse mortgage, then just take out a small line of credit. You know, I don't normally recommend taking home equity lines of credit, especially in an environment like we're in now where the interest rates are starting to trend upward. But if you are going to pay off your house, Take a $50,000 line of credit. Take a small amount to have liquidity because that money in your house cannot be accessed at all whether you sell or take a loan. If you pay your house off literally the next day, the next week, go down to your local bank, take out a small equity line of credit so that when and if you need that money, $5,000, $10,000, dollars to do something, you don't have to ask anybody. Oof. You've got that money sitting there available. On a home equity line of credit, you only pay interest on what you borrow. So if it sits there at a zero balance, you're not paying anything. Maybe I know some of the banks have a small uh, annual fee between $50 and $100. Mm -hmm. I think anyone would agree that's a very good low cost to have the availability of tens of thousands of dollars of low interest credit available. And that's what people should be doing if they're going to pay off their house. Stay liquid. Nice. Uh, running out of time, but I want to try to get one more in if I can squeeze it. Um, and this is kind of essential. That's why I want to get this question in. What questions should a homeowner ask before deciding whether paying off their mortgage is actually the best financial move? Number one question is, are you maxing the retirement plan out? Yeah. That could be 401k, IRA, Roth IRA, any retirement program that you have that you have access to through your job or other means if you're self-employed, are you contributing the maximum to that plan? Mm -hmm. I believe this year on a 401k, you can put $19,500 before a match if your company matches. If you're not contributing the max, then you shouldn't be paying off your house. So that's the number one question that people should be asking. That $100 or $200 you want to put extra on your mortgage may seem harmless to you. But that couple hundred dollars compounding in a 401k or retirement vehicle can mean thousands or even tens of thousands of dollars compounded over decades, which is the whole point of saving in those vehicles, not to mention the tax advantages. The next question is, do I have any higher interest debt that should be a higher priority to pay off before the mortgage? We've been touching on this the entire show. If your mortgage is at 3 4 5%, should you pay that? Or do you have other debt 
that's at a higher rate. Most personal loans right now are at seven to 10% if you're lucky, some even higher. Most credit cards are in the double digit, sometimes even high double digit. So if you have higher interest debt than what you're paying on your mortgage, pay that off first. That's the question you wanna ask there. Mm. The next thing is, do I plan to stay in my house for the entire duration of the mortgage term? If you only plan on staying in your house for three to five years, who cares about paying your home off early? It really doesn't matter. Yeah, that's a good okay? point. If you see even a possibility that you're gonna sell your house or move within you know, five years or even 10 years, why pay the house off so early? You see, it just doesn't make sense. You wanna leverage the bank's money so that you have access to that money on a monthly basis. Because again, once you give it to the bank, there's very limited availability to get that money back, if at all. And I think the last thing, and probably one of the most important is, is my cash flow on a personal level in a good position where I don't need access to that money that I'm putting towards the mortgage? So when we're talking about accelerating your mortgage, mm -hmm. in almost all cases, we're talking about actually putting money above and beyond what you would be required to put on a monthly basis. But once you send that money in, it's gone forever. So with that being said, if you have tight cash flow on a monthly basis, if you have college education expenses coming sure. up, if you have a future vacation you want to go on, why would you be paying extra on your mortgage? You should be saving that money for these other things. Because once it's in, that's it. And those are the questions people should really be asking before determining whether paying off their mortgage early makes sense. Just out of curiosity, how often do banks increase or decrease their interest rates? You're talking about while a mortgage is outstanding or on a on a continual basis? No, while a, while a mortgage is outstanding. So the good news is that fixed rate mortgages will not and cannot change. So once That's you sign at the closing table- fixed. It, the, the interest rate will never change. That's why it's so favorable right now. On an adjustable rate, like a home equity line of credit, those can vary uh, all the time. I mean, yeah. they can change typically on those every six months or every year, depending on your contractual obligation. But on an, a daily basis, yeah. interest rates are literally changing even hourly. It's like the stock market. It's constantly going up and down. That's not always good. Not always bad, not always good. For the man who wrote the book himself, it's called Mortgage Strategies for the New Millennium. Right here, let me make sure you guys, for those of you who can see it. Uh, using, your, using your home loan as a financial tool, written by the gentleman to my left, uh, who I've been talking to uh, all, all show long, Rob Weinberg. You can obtain this book. It's absolutely free. Uh, there's actually a chapter, an entire chapter that's in this book that's dedicated to mortgage acceleration. And if this topic today, mortgage acceleration, interests you, what I want you to do is call this number, 860-413-3938. Again, 860-413-3938, because you're going to do yourself some justice here on, on a couple of different levels. Number one, you're going to obtain this book absolutely free. And I say free of charge, shipping, handling, the whole nine yards, the book itself, all free. The other thing you're going to do, you're going to be able to have a conversation with Rob and, and hopefully get yourself a, an appointment scheduled. Again, 860-413-3938. Also, check him out online on his website, robgw.com. Again, rob, R-O-B, gw.com. 
com. And if you've got uh, maybe a question that could get answered on these very airwaves, who knows, maybe even next week, simply do this. Email the show, Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. Again, Mortgage Matters Radio Show at gmail.com. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show. Until next Saturday, have a good one, everybody. So long.